Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, uh, July, whatever the fuck. And I'd like to welcome the... (laughs) It's uh, Wednesday, May 27th, 2015. And I would like to welcome this... You know, as Snoop Dogg said, ain't nothing to it but to do it. So we're going to get right into it. I'd like to welcome the Sade to my battering-wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan, how are you, mate? Thinking when the bed starts ringing, can you tell me when you start? for tonight, setting it on fire, and we dance until we're dumb in the dark. My lady, thinking when the bed starts ringing, can you tell me when you stoked to start? Oh, are you ready for tonight? Setting it on fire, and we're dancing until we're dumb in the dark. Are you What's are you going singing? On, <laughs> Were you singing about Betty Crocker over there? What was that? Yeah, I'll go stove top Betty Croc. <laughs> that's a good line. Did you just make that up? I did, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now I know well, we had well, thank you. we had some technical issues last time with the audio. Can you hear me loud and clear? I can hear you loud, clear, crispy cream. That's <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, but can you hear me loud and clear? Loud and clear, yes, but not loud and clear. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, yes, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Yeah, last week, it wasn't that bad. It was just funny. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was just what? Body? Naughty? What? It was like, it was like spotty. Oh, spotty. It was like spotty. Spotty. <laughs> And it was like, <laughs> um, you will never. Hey, let me ask you something. Were you a little more stressed out today than normal? You know what? I think it was. Yes, I totally. Today was a terrible day. I don't know. I'm on. I'm on vacay too, and it was just not a, an easy day for some reason. It just didn't feel right. Um, Wait, you're on. You're on vacation bad. now. You're on vacation. Oh fuck me. You told me last week you'd be on vacation this week, huh? I, I think, I don't know. I'm, I, yeah, I'm on that vacation. I'm not doing anything, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, uh, Well, I didn't yeah, want to interfere was... with your vacation. Now I feel horrible. No wonder you were so, uh, you were like, oh, why do you have to do it on Wednesday? I, didn't <laughs> I said that? Oh, my God. I was out of line. I'm sorry. But no, Maybe... no, 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 no. It's fine. I'm, I'm not doing anything anyway. It's, uh Okay. But yeah, today was even though I was doing zero, uh, was more stressful than uh, other days. I don't know. I'd rather have been at work, quite frankly. I don't know what it was. Well, let me tell you why that was. Uh, <laughs> because I, I get these Facebook notifications every day that tell me, you know, what I did like a year ago on this day or three years ago, whatever it is. Yes. 
And um, three years ago to this day, I posted a picture of a Caprizi salad in Atlantic City at a hotel. Oh. <laughs> and I also posted a status that said nature is for the birds. Today is the anniversary of that bird-watching bachelor party that we went on for Jesus Alejandro Tirado Morales. Is it real? Yes, it's today. It everything. Yes. Today is like the worst day I've ever had. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. today, no, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately saying today has been really offhand. I don't know what is going on. It's weird. Uh, That's you know, why. People I seem, seem moody to me. It's just like it's really off. Really off. It's, it's because it's the anniversary. This explains everything. The salad, the uh, the tossed salad, the uh, the the <laughs> browns, the uh, sexual <laughs> harassment, the uh, the birds, the, the bugs all over me. Oh my lord! <laughs> it's all coming back. It's all coming <laughs> back to me now. There was a Jesus. We should, we should do a, a, a meatloaf remix of that song. <laughs> yes, we we should. But I, I think I started just now singing the Celine Dion version, and then I went into the meatloaf version. Oh, you're right. Yes, I'm sorry. That is Celine Dion, yes. Well, it's yes. both of them. It's both. Because the the man who wrote that song is Jim Steinman, who's Meatloaf's long collaborator. And so that's oh. why... Even when Celine sang it, it, sa- it sounded very meatloafy. Then Meatloaf sang it as well. It's because it was written by Meatloaf's guy. I think we should sing it uh, in the tune of Meatloaf, but in the tune of when he was singing the national anthem with Ben Romney. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have that. Don't I have that on here somewhere? I, I yeah. hope you do. Everyone should have that at home. Yeah, let's let's play a little bit of that. Uh, cover your ears, everyone. Yeah, 
<laughs> Meat's driving the truck around. You know, when I think about Meatloaf's movie career, I think about uh, I think about uh, Fight Club, which was fantastic for him, and then I think about Formula Fifty One with Samuel L. Jackson. That was the one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and then I don't think about it anymore. Did you ever see that? I totally agree with you. That was a piece of shit. That movie. That that was that was not a good good choice for Meatloaf, but. His, his music career has been great. You know, my uh, my mother's a big fan of his. He's, he's a real he's a real rocker. He gives it his all, really. I think he's a little uh, it's a little much in his performances. I think he's like killing himself basically whenever he sings. But it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I don't know what he could have possibly been thinking when he. I mean, uh, he got a little Mariah Carey, got a little glitter on everyone with that performance. Oh, he got a, he got a lot of glitter on that beat, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> The funny thing is that when you watch the video and you see Mitt Romney, he, he becomes very uncomfortable in this, this clip, and yeah. uh, he walks over. He walks over literally to the other side of the stage, you know, leaving Meatloaf on his own. It, 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 it was, and not only does it show the awkwardness of uh, Meatloaf, but more so of Mitt Romney and his inability to kind of handle that kind of situation. <laughs> you know, last time I went to. The bar, Bartini, I got a little glitter on my meat, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, I don't fault Mitch Mitch Romney. It's Mitch, right? I don't fault him for that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that was uh, – who, who would know how to handle that situation? All he could do was, was just – he smiled and, and laughed as if it was a joke, right? I mean, he's, uh, what else can you do? I, you know, I try to do that case where Meatloaf is just going off the rocker there. He's, he's going, you know, and there's other artists there. I think like Toby Keith or somebody or someone was there. Yeah, some, I would have joined the meat, and I would have tried to have done, outdone him in bad singing, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little right now. All right. From sea to shining that's what that I would have done. That was very good. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I think I would have beat Velo, sir. I think I would have had a competition with him there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, we're going to do a segment we like to call The Voice of Your Choice, where I read... Um, uh, either Sansen on Sensei or Tom Fogarty's uh, Facebook statuses in the voice of your choice, uh, John Weeks, the voice of your choice. Okay, the voice of my choice. Oh, this is always the toughest segment of the show, quite frankly. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go with, and you're going to probably kill me, uh, Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Willie Nelson. All right. Um Okay. Let me find Santin's uh, latest status here. While you're walking and your inner thighs are rubbing against one another, that's when you know you are Fucking fat, and it's time 
to get your jiggly fat ass on the treadmill. <laughs> bravo, bravo. <laughs> that was horrible. Um, that was great. That was similar. That was classic Willie Nelson. I loved it. Listen, I, I I think we have a guest tonight, don't we? And I'm I'm looking to to find if if he's uh called in and and it doesn't look as though that's happened yet. So let me let me check my email and make sure make sure I sent the right information. <laughs> I don't understand why you find this so funny. <laughs> All right. So you verify that this information is uh, is where we are in space and time today. Um okay. May twenty May twenty seventh, twenty fifteen. Okay. Yes, yes, that's correct. That is correct. Nine PM Eastern Daylight Time was when the show started. Is that right? Eastern Daylight Time was the guest's call-in time, correct? It's 9.13 now, yes. Okay. And then the call-in number is, the one that you use, is 917-388-4131, correct? Uh, That is correct. That's correct. All right. Well, let's message him on the Facebook and see (laughs) what the deal is. (laughs) Hey, Terry. You on the line? Uh, I don't see you there. It's Hello there. 917 I do not have sexual relations with that woman. With that woman? Is what I said with that squirrel? <laughs> Lewinsky. <laughs> I did with that squirrel, though. <laughs> what and squirrel? I liked it. Ew. Uh, that's squirrel. <laughs> Don't see you on the line. I'm going to email him, too. It's 917-388-4131. What's up with that squirrel? Thanks. What is Bill Clinton doing nowadays? Well, he Getting was ready on... for the Hillary. He, he was on Letterman last week. Oh, you're going to make me cry. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I mean, he was, he was on... Uh, well, he was on recently as a guest, but then in the opening, um, the cold open, uh, remember, it was all the president saying our, our long national nightmare is over. And, and it was, uh, you know, Bill Clinton is, is a former president of the United States. A great one, too. I don't recall uh, you, you know, saying yeah. that when he was in office. Oh, you know, the latest has changed over time. But, yeah, <laughs> he was a great president, you know. Yeah, he was a good president. He was, uh, you know, in charge of a great economy and uh, pretty good, pretty pretty good uh, foreign relations. And uh, <laughs> you know, but he did have a mishap, and we all do sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing about about Hillary is, have you did you notice in her first campaign ad that there is just uh, there's like. N- there's no way anymore to make her look young, so they like they made her up and you know as much as they could, 
but yeah, but she looks almost like kind of like a a villain out of uh, like Tales from the Crypt or something in in her campaign video. That's not nice. It's not nice. What That's not nice, but she does look like something out of uh, that Paris Hill movie, that Wax Museum movie. <laughs> she does look like something out of that. <laughs> Why are you watching <laughs> Paris Hilton movies? Uh, that was a movie. I mean, that was, uh, what is that, the, the Haunted Wax video? I don't know. I forgot what it was called, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I watched it because I went to a, a summer camp with one of the actors in it. Uh, yeah. Back way back when in Baltimore, and uh, his name was Robert Richard, and I watched him mainly to check him out and, and uh, you know see if he was really in it, and he was. Wow! And Sounds was like amazing. you didn't believe him. I know I didn't believe him. I didn't believe him, and he was a big actor when I went to that uh, little summer school at that time. But I, I still didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, my... yeah, he was on what show? Isn't that show my cousin Skeeter and Nickelodeon? Is that about puppet. is that about Doug Skeeter or a different Skeeter? No, it's a different Skeeter. Do you find uh, it a bit it inappropriate a, that that so many characters on Nickelodeon are, are named Skeeter? Isn't that a little uh, fucked up? I might have to agree with that. There, there's an awful lot of Skeeters in uh, Nickelodeon. I don't understand it, especially yeah, during the an 90s. Awful lot, a lot of Skeeters for the kids, and the kids should not be Skeeted on. That I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> Unless you're Josh D- Dug- Dugan or whatever the fuck this guy is. Josh, Josh Dugan. The German <laughs> uh, version of Josh. Josh Dugan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the guy from the 19 Kids and Counting or whatever, the guy who said he molested oh, those. Oh, the, 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 uh, the sicko. <laughs> <laughs> they, can, like... uh, they canceled the show now, right? No, I think they just uh, well did they I think they, they they suspended him and sponsors pulled out of the show. It's probably going to have to be canceled just like all these fucking reality shows are you know like Honey Boo Boo and a, they all get in so much trouble. Like well, what do, what do they expect casting these maniacs on TV? Yeah, that's a good point actually. And I'm just waiting for the uh, Kardashians to get pulled. When is that going to happen? Yeah, you know, Never. I think I think they're okay. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. Um, I, I think, think they've been on for forever. I think the network would probably get in more trouble for pulling it than yeah. they would get the network in trouble for anything. But I, I, I got to tell you that uh, the, when I suggested this date and time to our um, our invisible <laughs> guest, uh, he was very gung ho about it. Said twenty seventh works for me. Send me a link and and uh, call in number. And I did. And then I didn't hear back. I also asked if he had a an electronic press kit, and I didn't hear back on that either. So um, there seems to be some sort of miscommunication. But I just read you the email I sent. I was right. I was clear in everything I said. Right. That was what I was supposed to say. And. Um, you know, uh, we, there better be a damn good excuse. There better be a damn good excuse for this. I am getting too old for this shit. This, who am I? I'm David Letterman, and he's John McCain. I don't think so. You show up to my show. Maybe he uh, he, he fell in the swamp and couldn't get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what what were you gonna say for that? How are you gonna introduce them? 
I was going to say, and now the musicians that brought you such great songs from movies like Batteries Not Included and Short Circuit 1 and 2, <laughs> The Swamp Sang. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm outside. I'm in my car, windows down, in the hand of Mark, and I'm doing the show, and it's pretty loud. And I just heard three people walk by and say, boo. Boo, like to scare you, or boo, like you suck? No, like boo to, the, to, the, to what I'm saying. <laughs> and he's getting awfully close, and I think I'm going to drive away now. I'm actually hey. afraid for my safety <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, you got to get out of there. Uh, you got to go to Raymore and oh, Planet. Oh, get out of here now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you me. Wow, this is real. <laughs> you yelling at you? What are they saying? Yeah, no, it was like, I was wrong. It was just one guy, and he jumped. He was like, hey, you better leave. He was like, uh. <laughs> that was a strange occurrence of violent sex being heard in my life. What did he say? You better leave what? He said, you better leave. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I'm going to the other side. I want to see if this guy follows me. You can't stay in that same <laughs> parking lot. You got to go to a different plaza. Go to Raymond. You're, right, you're, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to challenge him though. I, I, I think I'm going to try to win him over and convert him to our show. Impossible. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to stay for a lot now. Okay, good. Well, you know, about this whole, uh, what we're dealing with now, an absent guest, a heckler in the parking lot. Um, you know what I always say, John Beeks? I always say I wouldn't give my troubles to a... Trump toad. Monkey on a rock. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I was close. A, Trump toad, monkey on a rock? Huh? I was close. I said drunk toad. They were close. Yeah, it was not, nope, not really at all, but okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I also think? I think reality is for people who can't handle the square root of negative one. Don't you think so? Oh, my. That was pretty, that was pretty deep. That was very deep. That was well, I read. Good. I still can't wrap my mind around it. I read that on some <laughs> fat guy's T-shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> Logic from the fat dudes is always necessary. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know, um, uh, one of my friends really has this disdain for fat people, and he's started to call them uh, butter huffers lately. Oh, my God. I mean, it's, it's a legitimate term. Is it? I never heard it before. It's butter huffer. I've seen it in UrbanDictionary.com. What, it's, it's, no, just <laughs> what did you what did, what did you do for uh, Memorial Day weekend though? Oh God, what did I do? Um, oh, I don't I don't even remember what I did. I think Saturday we had a cookout. I did something Saturday. Uh, went out with friends. Sunday, I don't. You know what? I don't even remember. That's how pathetic it is. Yeah, it wasn't that uh, adventurous. It, that happens. <laughs> That happens. Oh, no, no, I saw The Who. I went to the Mohegan uh, Sun, I saw The Who on Sunday. Oh, right. Saturday when I was friends. And, and that was fun. And and how 
how were the Who? The Who were very good. They were impressive. They were, you know, for 70 and 71-year-old guys, uh, Townsend and Daltrey were pretty impressive. I, I, I've not always been a huge fan of the Who, but I really appreciate their music now. I've seen them, and uh, they're a huge fan. Their sound is just, I don't know if this is, is an accurate description or if it's understandable. It's, their sound is big. And I can see why there's such a huge rock rock band. Yeah, um, you, you know, I for some reason uh, Roger Daltrey on the Late Show with David Letterman is like the highest rated episode ever, and I have no idea why, but it is. Um, really, you know, one interesting thing about uh, Daltrey and Townsend is they don't condone uh, pot smoking in their concerts, and it's yeah. actually something with Daltrey because um, one number one, I think they're actually kind of conservative. And number two, uh, adultery has some kind of allergies to uh, pot smoke or something like that. Did that happen? Because I remember him, I read an article about him yelling at the crowd about it. Was that at your concert or was that a different one? That was not at my concert, but they did it on this tour and they did make a couple comments about weed. They they did say something like, uh, Townsend said, if you keep smoking weed, we're going to have to uh, cut the show off, you know, that kind of thing. You know, just like a, Kind of like a warning. That's that's crazy for a rock band to, to yeah, say exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. I've never seen that ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Who is playing bass for the Who now that John Entwistle is no longer with us? That's a really good question. I think it's um, Townsend's son, but I don't know. I don't remember his uh, first name. <clears throat> probably Bob. Yeah, probably Bob Townsend. That sounds about <laughs> right, actually. <laughs> um, remember when, when Pete Townsend was looking up all that child pornography? Yes, I remember <laughs> What was that all about? That wasn't right. I, I think he was doing research for another song or something. Yeah, he did say it was research, but, I mean, not a lot of guys get away with saying, oh, I was just doing research, you know, and get away with that. <laughs> Pete Townsend is the only one. This Josh Duger, D- Dugas is not getting away with, the, like, almost the same thing. That's true, but you know, the one thing about Josh Duger is uh, he made it a terrible show. <laughs> That's right. It's just like uh, like George Carlin said about Michael Jackson. I don't care if he's diddling those kids. They say Elvis is the greatest entertainer. Fuck Elvis. They say Frank Sinatra. No way, and he's not very nice. Sammy Davis, please. Michael Jackson is the single greatest entertainer of all time. I say, give him some kids and let him dance. <laughs> I agree with that. Uh, yes, Michael Jackson is probably, you know, I never really saw him in concert, the best entertainer of all time. Yes, 100%. Um, I mean, who, who, who competes? Who competes? Come on. Nobody. Rihanna? Beyonce? No, no ah. way. If If you like compiled everyone. I mean, all they're doing, all everyone is doing, Justin Timberlake, Usher, Chris Brown, Neo, Beyonce, etc. They are all striving to be like Mike. It's uh, it's very evident, you know, is, I mean, he, Justin Bieber, I mean, and it's, and they know it too. There's, they, they know it. They, they respect it. It's just like with Letterman, all these hosts were crying, breaking down because they all strive to be like Dave, because he's the best. I'll strive to be like Mike, because uh, he's the single greatest entertainer of all time. No, nobody can compete, and there's nobody now 
you know that that I mean the closest is probably Justin Timberlake. Uh, right. I would I guess I don't know. What do you think? Closest to Michael Jackson. Oh my. I I would have to say yeah Justin Timberlake Usher maybe. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. I I don't even they don't even exactly. come close. They're not even like halfway there. I think. I mean. Yeah, if you uh, combine all of them, combine all of them together, then then uh, it still doesn't match his talent. Uh, Jackie Chan, that's another one. Oh, no. Um, Jackie Chan, definitely Jackie Chan. <laughs> He's got some music, though. He's got some singing chops. Have you heard him? Yeah, doesn't he sing in English? Yes, it's, it's <laughs> awful, but you should, you should listen to it. I have, accidentally. You have? I, I I used to be a huge fan of his uh, older movies, Police Story, and he sings, he's not saying, but he sings the uh, the theme <laughs> song to it, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah? Police Story? I never even heard of that. Yes, and I, I want to tell you, you know, just a, a plug here, not a plug for me, but, but for, because uh, the movie Kung Fury, it was started by, uh, you know, one of those crowdsourcing, crowd money funding things. Mm-hmm. Online and they're releasing it on YouTube tomorrow. Uh, it's only thirty minutes long, and uh, it, it's garnered so much interest lately. And they have a song for it, uh, written by somebody else, but sang by none other than David Hasselhoff. I highly recommend checking out the song <laughs> in the video. <laughs> What's the movie? It's called Gun Theory. It's called Kong Fury. It's like an ode to the eighties, oh. oh, okay. uh, made by like a, a Swiss, a Swiss um, producer, movie producer. And the song is called True Survivor by David Hasselhoff. Well, I'll, I'll have to check that out. And how long is the movie? 70 minutes? No, no, the movie's only 30 minutes. But the oh, funny 30. thing is, um, I don't know how they did this, but they introduced the movie to the, what is it, the Keynes Festival? Or, and uh, it, it got an entry, and uh, it's got an overwhelming response already. And they've already made enough money before they even introduced this 30-minute portion of it you make a full featured film, which is going to come out in the movie theaters uh, in a year or so. Uh, and that'll be longer than 30 minutes? Yeah, so it'll be longer. It'll be like a, you know an hour or two movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> good for them. Good for them. Sorry, that was random. That was random. Uh, no, that's good. I mean, I love David Hasselhoff. I knew Knight Rider wasn't going to work without him. Such idiots. <laughs> you should see the song. I think you'll be very impressed. Or hear it even. Yes. True survivor. <laughs> listen, listen, buddy. Now now I don't see Fogarty. What is going on tonight? No, Fogarty? Wait, I have a notification. It's got to be early for Fogarty, though, right? Where's Fogarty? Oh, oh, yeah, David Bowers. The David Bowers who, um, you know, he introduced me to the Swamp People. <laughs> he just liked... The post on Facebook, yeah, thanks for liking it. Clearly not listening because the Swamp Kids are not here. What happened to the Swamp Things, man? I don't really know what's going on. I don't know. Oh, he, he commented on it, too. He says, look, he says, you're welcome. Get those Swamp Drivers getting down. Where's my martini? <laughs> You sound like him. David Not Bowers really. did a wonderful, uh, that guy from Cleveland with the McDonald's and, you know, Charles Ramsey. white girls yeah. coming into Black Widow's arms. He was amazing. 
Oh, we got to get Charles Ramsey on the show. I got to email Charles Ramsey. We got to get him on. I've tried before. I couldn't, but now he has like a booking email. We got to get him on. We got to talk to him on this show. Oh, we got to get Charles Ramsey. He's amazing. Amazing. Yes. Do you know what time it is? <laughs> oh, my God. It's Tom Fogarty, what is going on in your life, Sirman? Oh, too much and too many. Woo! <laughs> I hear you. No, nope, ain't that, nothing right? wrong with that. <laughs> and um, who have you got for us tonight? By the way, Tom, our guests tonight, the Swamp Drivers, were a no-show. Yeah. They didn't well, show they up. Well, over here in, in, in my swamp. <laughs> in that terrarium? They ain't my terrarium, son. <laughs> Although I have had me a swamp critter or two. Oh! oh. Both, both the four-legged and the two-legged. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards? Okay, the Hot Mess Awards have got to be this new damn craze that is sweeping Mexico, apparently. It's really, it's sort of bootleg ghetto Ouija board. It's called Charlie Charlie. And what you do is you take a piece of paper and you cut it Mm. into four squares and you write yes, no, no, yes on the square. Then you take two pencils and you lay them like a cross. So one is going to have to balance on top of the other. And then you ask it shit like, Charlie, Charlie, estes aquí? And then you pose a question. And if it moves at all, it's going to move toward either yes or no. Mm -hmm. Or or no or see. And it's it's supposed to unleash a demon or something? Yeah. Creepy! Yeah. Holla! Has it worked yet? Has the demon come out yet? Well, child, we ain't going there. (laughs) (laughs) And and who's your second hot mess, sire? My second hot mess has got to be the entire franchise that is the Full House reboot called Fuller House. Yeah. Without the goddamn Olsen twins. Now, how do you do that? They're going to kill them off? Yeah. Hell yeah. What the hell are they going to do? Are they just like permanently on a trip to Paris? <laughs> <laughs> Holiday in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and John really... Stamos, who is producing it, he mm-hmm. swore that they were that we were all in for a big surprise with how they're going to handle it. Oh. I oh, have no idea. Is it going to be like the, the shower dream sequence in Dallas? When you realize that entire year that Jr. was shot was a fucking dream in the shower. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I had a dream that... in my shower once too, goddammit. 
I thought, I thought it was still a mystery as to who shot Jr. But it was it was just a dream, like Nelly said. I don't know. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> but I um, did not shoot Jr. Ewing. That's true. Hey, um, hey, hey! And my last third mess has oh, yeah, got to be Weeks. guitar solo. John Weeks guitar solo. <laughs> wow! Don't hurt yourself now. <laughs> yes. Oh, so my third hot mess is Lindsay Lohan for finally, after three years, in the final hour before the judge was going to incarcerate her ass yet again, she showed up, and between May 13th to Memorial Day, she put in 115 hours of community service at a kids' center in Brooklyn. Aw, yay. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, she did it. Yay. I I take my hat off to that Connie. (laughs) Did you call her a commie? Connie. Why Connie? Why? Oh, not like Connie Brown. You were taller than that too, Ryan. Oh, come on, man. You're right about that one, Ryan. What you talking about, Willis? I know you Fogarty's. That's the worst thing you can say to people. Like I thought you were taller than that because that's I remember um, uh, Lulu getting very passionate about. No, I'm taller than that. I know, and I remember you saying that taller than that. So I, I, I my feelings are hurt. Oh come uh, on, Tommy boy. You need to change the dosage. Uh, well, yeah, I've been I've been missing some <laughs> been missing some dosages. Is, 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 uh, yeah. Are you, you guys gotta ready get to your dosages on? <laughs> dosages is mine. Yep, yep, yep. And then and then you gotta upgrade that chicken dinner to two breastuses. <laughs> All these titty breast mother suckers. All these chocolate mother suckers with the damn titty breast walking down the street so distracting. That's right. <laughs> are you that one? Guys, lubed up and ready to joke off. It could happen. And we it's happening right now. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. <laughs> I think he's Hello. crying. Hello. 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 Can you smell me? What is going on right now? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's your turn. Oh, is it my turn? All right. How we go here? Turn. Okay. All right. The BBC reported Wednesday that a bus powered by cow manure is setting records for the fastest bus around. That's the most effective use of bullshit to George W. Bush won the presidency. Oh, uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, why did you say Friday before you started? <laughs> why did he what? Somebody said Friday, and then he started Friday. talking. The BBC reported Wednesday. <laughs> uh, Friday. Happy fr- Friday Wednesday. Happy Friday Wednesday. Happy Friday Wednesday. Hello. Arnold Schwarzenegger will be back as Conan the Barbarian in the upcoming. It's not. It's not a racist thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger 
We'll be back as Conan, as Conan the Barbarian in the upcoming <laughs> Legend of Conan. He will be wielding his sword at his enemies rather than the babysitter. <laughs> Let me look after them cheering. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Not Ed Sheeran. He's like a giant gnome. He's like that fucking Travelocity dude all like blown up. Put your head in my loving arms. I don't get it. I mean, I, I appreciate his talent, but I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Speaking of British musicians, Paul McCartney almost appeared on Friends. Oh, yeah? As one character? Well, it sure as hell wasn't the black one. <laughs> you write about that one, Comic Boy? <laughs> you see how I, like, set it up? <laughs> It was, the whole thing was a shaggy dog story. <laughs> Louisiana woman was arrested for assaulting her boyfriend. In order to get the cops to let her go, she offered a lick in the officer's butt. Boy, talk about a real kiss ass. Whoa. <laughs> I met a couple of them. Uh-huh. I, I have yet to meet one of those. Really? I hear it's a very erogenous zone. Child, you ain't, yeah, you ain't tossed no salad. Well, I'm not saying I haven't done it. I'm saying it hasn't been done to to me. Oh, Lord, child. You know what you're missing. No, I don't know. I'm oh, very... yes, you do. <laughs> Weeks, have you ever had your salad tossed? No, not. No, not. <laughs> Only with blue cheese dressing. <laughs> Does that come out the front? Huh? <laughs> I wrecked him. <laughs> I wrecked him. <laughs> a Louisiana woman, a Mississippi man. <laughs> Art Garfunkel says he created a monster in Paul Simon. He said of their friendship, there's a lot of love there, but there's also shit. When Paul Simon heard this, he said, who? Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Uh, but apparently there's a Louisiana woman who might, wouldn't mind taking a crack at it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a Vermont woman who was bitten by a black widow spider hiding in a bag of grapes. <laughs> After the woman was bit, she said, Not sure why you turned that into a song, but 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 okay. Oh why it was musical and shit? No, yeah, well, yeah, just now you made it very musical. Oh, you better sample that, bitch. <laughs> Dead giveaway. Let's see what else I can work up. Dead giveaway, bro. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, well, y'all talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to rehearse. Okay. Oh! <laughs> An Indiana man was arrested after choking his fiance for saying IndyCar 
was better than NASCAR. Jeez, imagine if one of them liked to walk it and the other liked One Direction. Oh, one <laughs> oh. direction shot right over my head. <laughs> no, that's one erection. What? <laughs> two of the recently deceased BB. Two of yeah. Two of the recently deceased BB King's daughters think he was poisoned. The perpetrator, Wilford Brimley. Now, now, now. Don't go picking on Wilford Brimley. It's because he wants to be the only diabetes person. I love that old dude. And he's got diabetes. <laughs> diabetes. Now, now were B.B. King's daughters named C.C. and D.D.? I don't know. I don't know either. An Oregon man wrote a letter asking his city to ban fart smells in a way of marking people who want to ban marijuana smells. Ciao! I got both smells crackalacking out of this apartment. <laughs> I don't know what's gotten into me, but I think I'm in love, but I think I'm in love with you. I'm seeing angels instead. Create <laughs> all oh, he offers me protection, a lot of love and affection. Hello. <laughs> Am I crackalack? Are you saying? Yeah, you crackalacking. Yeah, right on, right on. An Alabama high school teacher is in hot water after posting on Facebook she wishes that her student who pulled a harmless prank would become someone's bitch in jail. Who? I think she took the Facebook poke of the teacher a bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never lie. <laughs> you ain't never lie. Female suicide bombings see an alarming spike in Nigeria now. Hmm. Can we send the cast of the talk there? I like to talk. Oh, I want to know who this cat named Alarman Spike is. <laughs> a woman in China gave birth at a cafe and proceeded to surf the internet. This is why the Chinese are so much more productive than we are. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Look like little egg foo young. <laughs> oh, no. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Now, this one got my, my I, I scratched my head first and I had to scratch my ass. Maryland teenagers who unleashed 72,000 ladybugs in their damn high school now face criminal charges. I think, seriously, the most important question here isn't why, but where the fuck did them children get 72,000 goddamn ladybugs? They didn't, like, count them all and shit. Where the fuck did they get them? 72,000 ladybugs just, just unleashed on the high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I 
no, I don't think I ever heard of it. You know, when was the last time you heard about death by a damn ladybug? <laughs> <laughs> right about that one. That's right. <laughs> now, speaking of big brains, take it away. All right. Nine mm-hmm. brains were found along the street in northern New York Village. The brains are believed to be part of a collection for educational or research purposes, but I think they'd go much better with fava beans. Oh, and a nice yanti. <laughs> and a nice yanti. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is terrifying. Yummy. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah. And finally, a new study released this week what the? So, 17 reasons you're 50. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming what was meant to be said was a new study released this week has 17 reasons why the 50s are amazing. But the number one reason? Viagra! Give the strings and the horns. Ciao, bellies. Good night, Simon. I'm seeing angels instead. Yeah. Um, talking about the uh, talking about David Bowers doing Charles Ramsey made me want to hear it. Do you want to hear it? I want to hear it now. Yes. Let's. We want to hear it now. Come on. Oh shit. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You heard screaming. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I heard screaming. I'm eating my McDonald's. I come outside and I, I see this girl going nuts, trying to get out of her house. So I go to the porch and she says, "Help me! Help me get out! I've been in here a long time, you know." So I figure it's a domestic violence thing. So I open the door and we can't get it that way because you know how the door is. It's, it's too much like a body can't get through. Only your hand. So we kick the bottom. And she comes out with a little girl, and she says, call 911. My name is Amanda Berry. Now, do you know who that was when she said that? When she told me, I, I it didn't register until I, I got to call 911. And I'm like, I'm calling 911, you know, for, for Amanda Berry? And I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And she got on the phone, and she says, yeah, this is me. And the detective, Gregory Cook, he says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? And I, I said, I said. Now, when did you see Gina? About, well, about five minutes after the police got here. See, that girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only ones. It's some more girls up in that house. So they going up there, you know, 30, 40 deep. And when they come out, it was just astonishing because I thought, like, you know, they, they'd come up with nothing. I figured, I mean, whoever she was, and I say, like, like my neighbor, like you gotta have some big testicles to pull that off, bro. Because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have you lived here? I've been here a year, you know. You see where I'm coming from? I, I barbecue with this dude. We eat ribs and whatnot. And we listen to salsa music. You see where I'm coming from? 
and you had no indication there was any kind of foul play or anything? Not a clue, bro. Not a clue. That girl was in that house or anybody, not a clue she was in the house or anybody else in there against their will. But because, well, you know how he is. He just comes out in the backyard. He plays with the dogs, tinkers with his cars and motorcycles. He goes back in the house. So he's somebody you look at and you look away because he ain't doing nothing but the average stuff. See what I'm saying? Ain't no exciting thing about him. Well, at least not till today. <laughs> <laughs> what was the reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine to see the sunlight, to be around people. Well, bro, I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl run into a black man's arm. Something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. <laughs> Charles, thank you very much for your time. And Well, it's either she's homeless or... She got problems, you know. That's that's the only reason why she run to a black man. <laughs> Charles Ramsey, thank you so much for your time. Oh, see David Powers, brilliant as always, sir. Brilliant, sir, brilliant. My pleasure, my pleasure. Always a pleasure to come join you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember phenomenal there, performance, phenomenal. Yes, when when we did that, there was a big lapse in time where D- David had had fallen off the phone line, and I, I spliced it together for for that clip. But I remember that there was this gap, and I was worried that that was the end of it. And then he comes back and he says, "But I mean, that's the only reason." She'd, you know, be running to a black man. And the way he said it was so funny and it just came out of nowhere that that's when I just lost We both just lost it. That was that was stupendous. I mean, I don't think – that was a flawless performance. It was amazing. Dead <laughs> giveaway, bro. Dead giveaway. Bro. Oh. Um. Okay, so I want to test out a little more of my stand-up for you. Is that all right? Sure. Yes, please. All right, I don't know where I left off last time and where I'm beginning, so I'm just going to start here. And you, maybe you heard the first few of these. And uh, um, uh, uh, hopefully stuff's not too offensive. It might be. I'll tweak it. If it is. Um, I just hope I don't. Oh, you know what? This guy's calling my cell phone right now. Who? Swamp Thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he's calling my cell phone right now. Oh man! I mean, I made it. I made it very clear in the email, didn't I? As the call-in number. I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, I'm going to let that that rang, and it stopped ringing. Okay. <laughs> um, you know what? People really bother me. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, weeks. Yes. How how much time you got? You got to go? No, no, I don't have to. If you want to do it, we can do it. Okay. So let me, let me just check. I believe we have, I believe we have, uh, our guest. Let me check here. Hey, Terry, is that you? Yes, sir. How are you? Uh, Doing well. How are you, sir? 
doing better now, man. Sorry about the goof up. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm going to let my co-host, John Weeks, go ahead and introduce you. You Go ahead, Weeks. Sure. And now, introducing the musician, Captain Wolf with songs from the movies. Short Circuit 1 and 2, and Back to the Future 3, and Batteries Not Included, The Swamp Thing. No, Weeks, that's not... <laughs> That's not right. That's, Swamp no. Thing, right? That's what you told me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> this Swamp Thing, I thought. I've been called a lot of different things. <laughs> uh, our guests tonight are a driving rock and bluesy funk band from Syracuse, Go Orange, whose video Shovel Tar has gone viral. They're performing tomorrow night at Devaney's Riverside Grill in Weedsport, New York. Please welcome the Swamp Drivers. And you are... Yeah. Uh, it's, Terry Johnson on the line right now, right? <laughs> yes, sir. I like the way you're introduced, man. I, I need him out other gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. We're uh, actually we're out. Uh, our website is out of the Syracuse, but we're actually. Uh, I'm uh, more towards uh, Utica. I don't know if you ever heard of Poland, but that's where I'm from. Oh. Not like it means anything, but that's that that's where I'm out of. So, what would you guys like to talk about? These funky shovel tar instruments or uh, the swamp thing? We lost Ryan. Ryan, are you there? No, he went to sleep. He went to sleep. <laughs> is, is, is this his nap time? It might be his nap time. Unless he passes that time. I don't know what happened with him. Uh, well, that's, you, you know, now, now, you, now you're running the show. Now I'm running the show. I'll, I'll, I'll try, yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed that's some pretty unique instruments. Uh, did you want to describe some of those? Sure. Let's. Look, we'll, what we'll do is uh, basically what happened is probably a couple of years ago, a buddy of mine made me a uh, cigar box guitar. They've been around for a long time, and my buddy said making some of those, and he made me a cigar box guitar. And mm-hmm. really unique sound, kind of cool. And you know, as most guys are, you want to up them, and I want to make them something different. So I was walking in my garage. I tripped over this stupid broom. So I picked the broom up, and I was looking at it. I said, you know what? I, I, I spent I don't know, a couple hours. I put a pickup in it. Uh, this is normal broom, uh, broom handle, uh, three strings on it, muffler clamp off, a mini bike, a couple pitcher hangers, and some tuners. And I was, it was a joke. And then I started playing it. And mm-hmm. I, I, I was playing in another band. We were doing really well. It was a classic rock band. We, we were doing really well. And... Uh, I took this out to one of the gigs, and uh, people were just flipping out, taking pictures of it. And so that's what got me the whole idea of these oddball instruments. Um, mm-hmm. We never really made many videos until my buddy here made that uh, made a shovel that's got three strings on it, and he put a put it on video. And you know, usually, you know, most videos you put out, you look at, you know, you get your brothers and a couple other people might look at it. You got two, vi- you know, two two views. This thing's got about eight eight million views now, and uh, since wow. about the first of February. Wow! Um, but now we're uh, oh geez, we got probably fifteen twenty different instruments. We've got a uh, let's see, we got a one string garden hole. Uh, that thing, that thing's a beast. It, it sounds, sounds crazy, like my first but wife. Just, she's a hoe, huh? No, that sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> hey, since you guys, you're guys, so you guys would get this. We put one string on the, on this garden hole. What string uh-huh. is it? 
The G string? Don't want to take it. No, it's a G string. <laughs> yeah, that's what I there said. You, there you go. Oh, I missed it. It sounded like an E. I was going to say, man, you're. All right. Um, let's see. Okay, so we got a one string Gardno. We got a um, two string. Okay, here's another one. It, it, it says it's, uh, it's a very small canoe paddle, and they call it a beaver paddle. So wow. we got a. We got this instrument for playing uh, for uh, called the beaver paddle. So then we got a couple three strings. We got uh, uh, the shovel, the shovel tar, which is that, like I said, that's kind of going all by itself. Uh, three string, uh, uh, the broom. We call that the witch stick. Uh, the, the drummer just completely finished a whole complete drum kit made out of garbage cans. It it sounds freaking amazing. Looks crazier now, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, the bass player, the, the whole band is 100% all into this. Uh, the bass player, a buddy, buddy of mine from New York City called me up and said, Hey, I got an old cello with a neck broke. And, uh, he says, you want it? And I said, we took it. So what we did is we cut it all apart and now it's a stand up bass, electronic bass. Um, and what, what's happened is people from all over the place are just flipping. Well, obviously cause that one video, the one video, the one instrument, um, so that's that's kind of what's happened. It's it's snowballed. It's it's helped us. Uh, we're, we're selling CDs in places I've, not, I've never sold CDs before. Australia, UK, um, doing interviews in the UK. Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's playing here. I'm playing a freaking plunger. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> that just yeah, sounds like a normal uh, normal normal Wednesday for weeks. <laughs> I wish. I, I no, know. it. Um, how do you know when you're? I'm always really impressed by like uh, stand-up bassists or cellists who play their instruments without having any frets to kind of guide their fingers and stuff. You're using stuff that's even beyond, uh, I would imagine, hard, hard. It's even harder than that to play. How do you know you're hitting the right notes and everything on on these? Trash can, drums, and guitars, it, and everything. Be honest with you, it's a lot with your ears. To be oh, yeah. totally honest with you, you can put some markers on it. But if you picture like a, a guitar has kind of got a flat neck, guys that play slide on a guitar, it's flat and it's basically even all the way across, the, say a quarter of an inch higher than where the, the your your strings come across the fretboard. Now you take a stick, a broom handle, and you got three strings that are hovering over top of it. So if you tilt your hand like left to right or anything like that, it'll actually make the strings go out of tune. So it, they're a little bit of a barrier to play. Like I, if you get a chance, you go on our website, which is www.swampdrivers.com, and you listen to like one of the songs called Swamp. It's the, one of the first instruments that um, it's, it's a three-string plunger. I mean, it, it, you know, it's kind of crazy, but. Um, what we put together, we didn't even know if it was going to work or not. Pickups are over top of the strings. Any, any guitar players, they've always been underneath the strings. you got to buy this wood out of Brazil or something to give it this tone. It's, it's, to be honest with you, that's what gave us the name of the sound. The, the sound of the instruments gave us the name of the band. It sounds eerie, swampy, and that's what gave us the, the swamp drivers. But they're, they are, wow. they're, they're a bear to play. And who who are you guys listening to? Who are your musical influences? Because I don't uh, know any any other band like this. If you uh, 
the basic ones from years ago, I mean, like Eric Clapton and C. Ray Vaughan, but doing this stuff, mm-hmm. there, there's really, this is what, we've got a niche. It's like trying to explain mm-hmm. to a club owner a different color that they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. If I, if well, okay, I'm telling you guys, I'm playing a three-string plunger. You're going to picture a jug band. And but if you if you I don't know if you had a chance to watch any of our uh, videos or seen us or yeah. heard anything, but okay. we're we're a driving band. Um, it's it's like a ZZ Top kind of uh, maybe not quite so much with on the CD. We kind of detuned a little bit, but that's kind of what we are when we're playing. But if mm-hmm. if I told you you're listening to somebody playing garbage cans, a, a cello with a broken neck, uh, a shovel and uh, a plunger. You'd be thinking, oh, this is going to be great, you know. Um, <laughs> but but the thing with the guys are is everybody's got to – no, not all these have worked, you know. Uh-huh. Some of these creations uh, just never made it out of the out of the cellar, I guess you could say. Um, what are the but, what are some uh, of the items that did, that you could not turn in? Well, and the idea is still actually in the works. I, I was busting my harmonica player's chops. I said, uh, you know, what we need is a cigar, uh, cigar box har- harmonica. And so we we come up with it. He, he, he start, what he did is he took a cigar box, put a a pickup in it, and attached the harmonica on the other side. <laughs> it, and what we're playing with, you know, he thought maybe open and close would give you a different different tone. And then we've yeah. come up with the idea of putting like a little fan on the inside. That you can slow down. You know how you ever you ever been in a fan that uh, changes your voice? That's yeah. like a Leslie, mm-hmm. like a wah wah wah. So sure. that the idea sounded good, <laughs> didn't quite work. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's you know I I can't complain. It's it's uh, we've had more attention with this than I've had in any band, and uh, I got a great bunch of guys. I got there's there's. Uh, it's a four-piece band. It's basically drums, bass, uh, guitar. I play guitar and sax. Um, the other guy plays harmonica, and you know, I'll call it guitar. But it's right now we're 100% into it. I don't have anything that isn't homemade. Um, there's there's a harmonica that's not, you know, that's not homemade. I don't I don't we haven't really come across anything like that. And my sax, of course. But everything else mm-hmm. is. Uh, Homemade. Wow. Um, and I, uh, I I wanted to mention that on your uh, website it says uh, you are four professional musicians with redneck ingenuity. What is redneck ingenuity? <laughs> I, th- I thought it was supposed to, probably with my spelling, supposed to be ingenuity, but I probably spelled it wrong. But um, Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It, I what, what, haven't you ever heard of – if you ever heard of somebody doing, uh, you know, redneck ideas – of you know uh-huh. taking a roll of duct tape and balance or something like that and making something work, that's kind of where this whole idea because it, it isn't something you put it together and instantly it works the way you want it to. I just mm-hmm. made, I just took a uh, a frying pan that's made out of Rome, New York, and uh, which it's stainless steel, copper on the top. It, it probably I bet you I broke twenty drill bits. Cut it, made a guitar out of it. Put a neck on it. It looks cool as heck. It's all brass on the the body of it. And I've taken it apart today. I took it apart again for the probably fourth or fifth time to tweak it. You know, so you know, it's 
I don't think we've ever put something together that was just you put it together and it worked. You know, exactly how you want it or playable. Um, so that's uh, that's the downside of this stuff. You know, you get something out of a store. <laughs> My bass player's got got bases that are worth ten thousand dollars. You know, he brings them out, no one pays any attention. But here I am playing a, a you know, a one string garden hole and people are flipping out taking videos and pictures of it. <laughs> so it it's you know, it's uh it's part of the show. We got a show with it. You know, yeah, you know, of course. I mean, you you tell the stories, you know, like uh you know, we you know, we're in a band, we bring our hole with us. Uh it, each one's got a little bit of a story to you know, either how it was made or just jokes the witch stick, you know, it's my wife's ride. You know. I hope she ain't listening. Uh she's been looking she's been looking for that frying pan. Um But no, it's uh um it's 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 opened up a lot of doors in a lot of weird ways. Uh where, where, now where are you guys out of? Uh, I'm in again. I'm in Brooklyn, and yeah, John Weeks is in Connecticut. Okay, um, like around here, well, this is small town stuff around here where, where I'm at. Um, but like some of the the biggest gigs around here is it's there's there's a hundred bands or more. There's probably like five hundred bands in the area, and mm-hmm. everybody strives for like trying to get into these bigger local festivals. You ever heard of Saranac uh, beer? Yeah. Sure. Okay, the Cernak Breweries in Utica, okay, they have a festival. Every Thursday, they put on live bands. It's always been the bands have been around for 15 years. They hire them from oh, maybe six of them that are local, and then other six of them are from out of the area that hire them to play this big stage with two or 3,000 people. And I've tried to get into that thing for three or four or five years, I don't know, and I just gave up on it. I just figured I ain't going to ever get in. Well, somebody's seen us playing and hired us, put us in there. Um, we're, we're playing that. We're playing at the New York State Blues Festival this coming summer. Oh wow! Um, was, was I mean Robert Randolph Band? You ever heard of those guys? Yeah, of course. Uh, those guys are wicked. Um, but uh, we got inducted to the New York State Blues Hall of Fame. What the hell is about towards Albany called Helsinki? We got. <laughs> we got. It's funny. The guy calls me up. Did I lose you? No. Hello. We hear you. Okay. The guy calls me up and says, "Hey, I've been watching some of your videos, and I really like what you guys are doing. And uh, uh, you know, we want a bunch of information back and forth, and uh, we want to induct you into the Blues Hall of Fame because I've wow. been playing. i you know, I've been playing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he says he gives me the date and he says, "I want you to come out, bring the band out. There's a club out here called Club Helsinki, and." Uh, to play a couple songs, and you know, and uh, we're gonna induct you. So I figured what could be a mom and pop place, little little hole in the wall bar like I'm used to playing, mm-hmm. and it was far from that. Club Helsinki is like, it isn't just it's 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 fairly large, but it's like a theater, like layer, like I can't really explain it, but it's really a classy place. So we go there, and the music, musicians are there. Um, you know, Johnny Winters, right? Just passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his drummer was being inducted, I can't think, I mean, it was like one after another, all these people, like, I'm going, oh, my God. You know, these are the type of people that are there being inducted. And this guy tells me, he goes, bring the the hole with you. 
So now I'm walking in with a one-string garden hoe, and all you can hear is people <laughs> roaring, laughing. But th- the coolest part about the whole thing is we were the number one video from that night. We got oh, done wow. rock place. It, it, it's something huh. you, if you get a chance, you go, uh, the name of the song is called Diddly Hole. And it's all done with a one string garden. It's, it's it's I got a good band behind me too. That's that's a that's a big thing too, but Yeah, I you know, on on your um the swantrivers dot com where you can uh, find out all, about all information regarding these guys. Uh I noticed something under your posters and, and photos section, uh a caption that I wanna read where I feel like you might be missing a merchandising opportunity because under there it says if you want to print pictures or posters, just right-click on the poster, then click Save As to save to your computer, then print it from there. Now, why not sell some posters rather than, than that? Well, i got to be, be honest with you. There, there's where we need a lot of help is marketing uh-huh. because that, that's, that's something that I've been – when I first started this, a year – basically – June 1st, we got inducted in the New York State Blues Hall of Fame. We started just before that. So we're, we're almost a year into this. Mm, and, okay. like, some of the things I've been telling you that we've been doing is, you know, the places we've been asked to play. We've been asked to go to the U.K. I just can't wow. make any I, – I don't – I can't make any sense out of – we've got to get an agent. We've got to get mm-hmm. – you know, this is, like, way out of my league of what to do. But also marketing, you're, you're right. Marketing is like a really big part of what we need to to work on with this. Oh, okay. Well, we, so are you, you guys into people, marketing? Right? You know some agents, right, Weeks? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Liar? Yeah, no, no. But, um, now, no, you guys are no, from I'm, Syracuse, right? Well, we're about an hour uh, west, closer to you from that. It's Utica okay, where we're basically closer to. Oh, Utica? Gotcha. I yeah I went to I went to Syracuse University and and um uh, uh what I remember is that the because of the pollution up there it makes for the most beautiful sunsets you've ever seen is that still the case? <laughs> I don't know if that's the reason why, but I, I thought you go you like you go out on the night lake and some of the lakes they do have some nice uh, could be toxic waste. Geez, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know. Could be a swamp. You know? You know, I should have known by that third arm. You know, I was wondering what the hell it's from. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, cool. So the Swamp Drivers, you can get their uh, self-titled album at uh, where wherever uh, albums are. I mean, uh, Circuit well, City. Well, CD Baby. No, that's not there uh, No, see, it's, it's basically. Nobody it's, uh, Oh, that's done. Well, too. actually, if you want to get the uh, best place, F-Y-E? you can go right to our website. Right to our website. <laughs> Right to the website. I'll tell you what, I get a kick out of it. If I if I do a put up swamp drivers, there is more places selling our CDs than than we than we get money for. I can tell you that. Um, it's all done through CD Baby, iTunes, you know, all those. But if they go right on our website under the store, uh, you can either download individual songs, listen to them, or buy the CD right from us. Oh wow! Yes, that's we always encourage people on the show. To go to the website to to purchase money, so that the money goes to the artist rather than iTunes or whatever. Yeah, because they, they, I mean they get a pretty good. Well, it, it basically usually that's like electronic download. 
So it's still it's, it's not bad. If that's just easier for everybody, uh, what's kind of nice about it is you can kind of listen to, I can't remember how long the clips are, 15, 30 seconds of each part of the song or something. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I got a big royalty check the other day. I'm trying to think what to do with it. It's, uh, oh, yeah? It, oh, my God. I'm, I'm think, if, if you guys know investors, I'm looking. Uh, it's $8.47. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, I and what was it's worse than that. I I started researching it backwards and what it ended up being. It was, I get point zero zero four cents per airplay. Oh wow! So that's 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 what that was. I got this big. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking for some you know if you guys know like any uh, investment things you know keep me in mind that I, I got money coming. in. <laughs> oh boy. Forty-seven cents. Well, uh, Terry, thank you so much for for joining us. I'm glad that you made it through and um, uh, you check them out the swampdrivers.com and uh, any any uh, other gigs you want to plug coming up. Uh, go right on the website because we're all over the place. Hook, hook us up with yeah. some marketing and an agent. We'd be good to go. <laughs> all right, John Weeks. I hope you I hope you can hook them up. Definitely. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> All right, John. Hey, Ryan, I, I really appreciate this, and uh, thanks a lot. Okay, no Thank problem, Terry. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good night. You too, bye-bye. All right, you can check him out at theswampdrivers.com. That was Terry Johnson of oh, the Swamp Drivers. Oh, man, I can't hear weeks. I can't hear out of my right ear. What happened? I was sticking, I stuck my glasses in, a, in my right ear just now. Oh, what the hell, man? Uh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, I I put it in there, like one of my glasses things, one of the b- bars that go over your ear. What's the? What do you call those things? Oh, those uh, the handlebars, the arm, the bar, the arm. <laughs> the glassy, yeah, the glass arms. <laughs> glass arms. Was, yeah, and uh, and and then I like I I. I got a little taste of how it felt. It felt so good, and then I just started, like, clearing the wax out with it, and now it's all fucking clogged up. <laughs> Dude, you better watch out, man, because that's, like, how 90% of my ear infections happen. Uh, you know, usually Why? it By feels really good. Shit in there? Yeah, I usually do, like, double ear wick thing with my uh, ear wicks. What, what, what are they called? Uh, you know, Q-tips. And uh, Q-tips. I do both my ears at the same time, and if you go too far, it feels really good, but if you go too far, and you mess up your hearing or you touch something, you get a ear, ear infection from that. Yeah, I got to be careful, bro. You do. You got to be careful, bro. Those are terrible. I have uh, I drops say, in the other room. Maybe I'll get some drops. <laughs> I want to say that this must be the most wanted show on earth because, you know, in the beginning I was almost accosted by about three or four uh, thugs, and now I'm in the, the mm-hmm. same same parking lot, and now there's three cops cars here, and I think they're listening, you know, listening to the show or they're watching what I'm what I'm doing, and uh, everybody <laughs> wants to be part of the show. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's the most popular show who, yet. Who's it I can come to? What? That's the only logical conclusion I could come to. Everybody just wants to be part of the show. <laughs> oh my god! All right, we'll do stand up next time. What's your favorite scene in season? My man. Oh, this is gonna you're gonna kill me. This is too long. It's too long. It's like six pages. <laughs> what is why why? 
everything I, we, we're, we're doing here is wrong. I, I think we should make this a five-hour special. <laughs> what? I think I'm going to do this anyways. Okay. <laughs> so hold on to your butts. All right, so <laughs> this is my favorite scene of she's the main man for Jermaine Bain's main. Jermaine Bain's is Matthew McConaughey addressing the University of Houston this past uh, May, uh, this month, uh, before their commencement speech. And here it goes. Here's a terrible accent, first of all. Uh, <laughs> in 1996, right after I got famous from a film called A Time to Kill, I headed out on one of these 21 walkabouts, this time to the jungles and mountains of Peru. The sudden fame I had just gotten was somewhat unbalancing. My face was everywhere. Everyone wanted a piece of me. People I never met were swearing they loved me. Everywhere I went, there I was on a billboard, a magazine cover. It was just weird. What was this all about? What was reality and what was bullshit? Did I deserve all this? were all questions I was asking myself. Who, I, who was I was another? Now, there's always an initiation period with these trips, the amount of time that it takes for the place to initiate the traveler, the time it takes to disconnect from the world we left and become completely present in the one we're traveling in. For me, that initiation period usually lasts about 13 days. Yes, 13 hellish days until I'm out of my own way. After that, the trip is smooth sailing. Well, it was the night of the 12th day of my 21-day trip. I was settling into camp. I had already hiked 80 miles to this point and had a three-day trek to Machu Picchu ahead of me. I was sick of myself, wrestling with the loss of my anonymity, guilt-ridden for sins of my past, full of regret. I was lonely, disgusted with the company I was keeping, my own, and doing a pretty good job of mentally beating the shit out of myself. Grappling with the demons on this night, I couldn't sleep. All of these badges and banners and expectations and anxieties I was carrying with me, I needed to free myself from them. Who was I, I asked myself, not only on this trip but in this life. So I stripped down to nothing. I took off every moniker that gave me pride and confidence, all the window dressings, the packaging around my product. I discarded my lucky and faithful American cap, stripped off my talismans from adventurous past, I even discarded my late father's gold ring he gave to me that was made from a meltdown of tea and my mom's glass rings and gold from one of her teeth. I was naked, literally and figuratively, <laughs> and I got sick. Soaked in sweat, I threw up until there was no bile left in my belly, and I finally passed out from exhaustion. A few hours later, I awoke on this 13th morning to a rising sun. Surprisingly fresh and energized, I dressed, made some tea, and went for a morning walk, not towards my destination, Machu Picchu, but rather to nowhere in particular. My gut was still a big peak from last night's purge, yet I curiously felt pretty good, alive, clean, free, and light. Along the muddy path on this walk, I turned a corner, and there in the middle of the road was a mirage of the most magnificent pinks and blues and red colors I had ever seen. It was electric, glowing and vibrant, hovering just off the surface, surface as if it was plugged into some moon power plant, neon power plant. I stopped and I stared. There was no way around it. The jungle floor in front of me was actually thousands of butterflies. There in my path, it was spectacular. Stayed a while, and somewhere in my captivation, I heard this little voice inside my head say these words. All I want is what I can see, and what I can see is in front of me. Must be a strange Willy Walker quote. At that moment, for the first time on this trip, I stopped to anticipate what was around the corner. 
stopped thinking about what was coming up next and what was up ahead. Time slowed down. I was no longer in a rush to get anywhere. My anxieties were eased. A few hours later, I returned to camp and packed for my continental journey onto Machu Picchu. I had a bounce in my step of new energy. The local Sherpas I was traveling with even noticed, calling out to me, Sordus Mateo, Sordus, meaning you are light in Spanish. You see, I forgave myself that morning. I let go of the guilt. The weight on my shoulders lifted. My penance paid, and I got back in good graces with God. I shook hands with myself, my best friend, the one we're all stuck with anyway. From that morning on, the adventure was awesome. I was present, out of my own way, not anticipating next, embracing only what was in front of my eyes, and giving everything the justice it deserved. You see, I crossed the truth that morning. Did I find it? I don't know. I think it found me. Why? Because I put myself in a place to be found. I put myself in a place to receive the truth. So how do we know when we cross the truth? I believe the truth is all around us, all the time. The answer, you know, it's always right there. But we don't always see it, grasp it, hear it, access it, because we're not in the right place to. So what do we do? First, we have to put ourselves in the place to receive the truth. We live in an extremely noisy world with all kinds of frequencies coming at us. Commitments, deadlines, fix this, do that, plans, expectations, and they all make it hard to get clarity and peace of mind. So we have to consciously put ourselves in a place to receive that clarity, whether that's prayer, meditation, a walkabout, being in right company, a road trip, whatever it is for you. Schedule that time to be in a place to receive the truth. Now, if we hear it, if it becomes clear, a truth that is natural and infinite, then the second part comes, which is to personalize it. Ask how it works for you, how it applies to you personally, why you need it in your life specifically. If we do that, then comes the third part, having the patience to internalize it, oh get it from gosh. our intellectual head, and into our codes and soul and our instincts. We can't rush this part. It takes time. And if we get that far, we receive it, we personalize it, we internalize it. When we make it that far, then courage to act on it, to actually take it into our daily lives and practice it, to make it an active part of who we are and live it. If we can do that, then we have what I believe in heaven on earth, the place where what we want is also just what we need. I mean, that, that's the ticket, isn't it? That's where I want to live. So while we're here, let's make it a place where we break a sweat, where we believe, where we enjoy the process of succeeding in the places and ways we are fashioned to, where we don't have to look over our shoulder because we're too busy doing what we're good at, voluntarily keeping our own counsel because we want to, traveling towards immortal finish lines. We write our book, overcome our fears. We make friends with ourselves. That is the place I'm talking about. Thank you. Good luck. And just keep on living. That's my favorite theme. <laughs> wow. I know, wow. Good that was too God. long. Boring and uh, a bit much. No, it was not boring. <laughs> that was. I'm very concerned about that man's well-being. What is wrong with him? <laughs> Something really interesting about the old Machu Picchu. He really is the man, the character he plays in True Detective. He's very strange. <laughs> he is. He is very, very strange. Uh, that was that was wonderful. My favorite thing is from a movie called uh, uh, She's the Main Colon O. Based on, uh, yeah, O based on Othello. And uh, it's when Odin says to Hugo, he goes, Hugo! Hugo, Hugo, pipe down. Everybody sit down and shut the fuck up. Now, somebody here knows the truth. Somebody needs to tell me the goddamn truth. My life is over. 
That's it. But when all of you are out out of here living yours, sitting around talking about that that lost it back that lost it back in high school, you make sure you tell them the truth. You tell them I loved that girl. I did. But I got played. He twisted my head up. He fucked up. I ain't no dealer ripping none of you off. My morals ain't those of no crackhead. I wasn't no gangbanger. It wasn't about some hood rat drug dealer that tripped me up. It was this white prep school motherfucker standing right there. You tell them where I'm from didn't make me do this. Shoots himself. And that's what I've ever seen in season nine for the man to bang man. I but I can <laughs> I can think of no better way than to show them a thing. That was amazing, and uh, that movie was uh, actually pretty disturbing and really good, though. It was a terrible movie. It was terrible. Is that the one with Josh Hartnett? Yeah, Josh Hartnett and Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it, it was like really, it was disturbing. The ending. Well, it's supposed to be disturbing. It's based on the fellow, except it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I can think of no better way. Thank you so much for sticking around tonight, Weeks. I, I, no I, I had a great time. I, I wouldn't do this unless it was a great time. And, of course, with you, my friend, you're, it's, it's always good. Nowhere I'd rather be, my friend. Nowhere I'd rather be. Nowhere I can I'd think of no be. better way of any of the show than I'm saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? <laughs> you're going to go to the swamp. You're going to sw- listen to the swamp driver stroller in the swamp itself. Unless the gamers have had her. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, weeks. Good night, everybody. Yeah.